Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to 15 Minute You. This is the official college football podcast of your morning commute. I'm Evan Resort. That's my brother, Matt. What up, Joe? We are here to bring you everything you need to know about college football in hopefully 15-ish minutes. Matthew, what are we doing today? Sir, we are talking about the West Coast, Worst Coast today. We are talking our two... Uh, Adopted conferences. Sorry, one we were born into. We were born into the Big Ten. And then we have committed to, in the 2018 football season, to also adopting our nearby neighbors, the uh, MAC conference. So we are going to bring to you our Big Ten West preview as well as our as our MAC West previews. We are going to cover departures and returns, schedules, strengths and weaknesses, as well as our end-of-season predictions. I feel like you weren't really into my Wild West double gun shooting right there. You, no, I I, no I, I appreciated it. I appreciated the enthusiasm. I was just trying not to completely um, screw up my introduction there. Fair enough. All right. Well, should we hop right into it? Hunter, let's go. Uh, so we're going to start with the Big Ten, and you know, in no particular order that I'm sure no one can guess with why we picked them first. I guess we're going to start with Wisconsin. It's no reason. We'll just start there. Maybe go Iowa next, then Northwestern. And end with Illinois. Uh, I don't know. Interpret that as you wish. So, Matthew, uh, looking at the Badgers, you know, I got to say, when we're looking at uh, key losses, key departures, yeah. in my opinion, they don't lose a whole lot. They lose right. Troy Fumagalli, outstanding wide res- or excuse me, tight end. Off the top of my head, I can't remember what NFL team he ended up on. Um, but in my opinion, they return uh, two of them, their two most important pieces. That is Jonathan, uh, excuse me, Al Tornybrook at quarterback, and then Jonathan Taylor tailback mm-hmm. at running back. Uh, I think when you got those two guys coming back, you're you're in pretty good shape. Agree, as well as the offensive line that they have. I mean, yes, the entire offensive line is basically coming back. Wisconsin, known for good offensive lines, I would say, I would argue. If they were to like lose a left tackle, right tackle, whatever, like it's Wisconsin, they're going to replace it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And Penn State loses a linebacker, they'll be okay. They have lots of linebackers. And I know we want to get into you know the nitty gritty of a lot of places, but I think we can just come out with it right now. I think in terms of who wins the Big Ten West, Wisconsin walks away with this thing. It, we can anybody wants to hear schedule or strengths and weaknesses, that's totally fine. They walk away with this thing, though. Am I wrong? I'll wait till the next one. <laughs> to discuss this, to discuss this, I'm not, right, I'm well, gonna put, you, I'm gonna so, put a pin in that. Okay. So okay. let's look at the let's look at the Badgers' schedule. Here's what scares me, man. At Iowa, early in the season, a lot of things can go wrong yep. early in the season. You don't quite have your momentum set, and then they go into Kinnick Stadium. You know that terrifies me. That place scares me. Yep. They're at Michigan. Yeah. At Northwestern, they're at Penn State. Then I would argue their next biggest game, they host Minnesota. They should win handedly, but I'm just ranking top five games on their schedule. Sure. In my opinion, that's what we're looking at. Does that any of that concern you? No, I guess in that take, all right, let's let's play your game and let's say they lose at Iowa. Michigan and Penn State are both East teams. I don't see them losing at Northwestern. Uh, one, it's not a threatening environment. Two, they have way too many offensive weapons with Hornybrook. Taylor, 
the receiving core, one of the best in the Big Ten. Uh, they have all, they also have one of the best O line and linebacking units in the Big Ten. Uh, they're going to dominate the Wildcats. Here's, here's I, and I, I, oh, I disagree with that. I don't think they're going to dominate. I think they'll win. But okay. like, remember last year when Penn State goes on the road to Northwestern and everyone th- everyone had this exact same thing. Oh, Penn State, Swarley, Saquon Barkley, they're going to just run roughshod over these dudes. Yeah. And then like all of a sudden the Northwestern defense was super stout and just held, at least for the first half, uh, held Saquon like he was some sort of JV player. That's true. Uh, that, that is true. Could I, we see that again? Could we see improvement from the Wildcat defense? I don't I don't think that's a game you can sleep on. All right, we'll take the uh, descriptions how you want. We're still saying they come away with a W and against Minnesota. That goes Minnesota at home. So in your scenario, to me, Iowa has to go undefeated in the Big 12. Sorry, in the, yeah, in the Big 10 Big West 10. in order to advance to Indy. And I don't, even if they beat Wisconsin, I don't see Iowa going undefeated. My other concern with the Badgers is they're only returning four defensive starters on top of that tough schedule. So you're at Iowa, you're at Michigan, at Northwestern, at Penn State. Dude, there are, I mean, there I, are I, way I worse schedules point. in the Big Ten than this, like Wisconsin. I don't. This, this is a tough one, though, especially with uh, inexperienced defense. Um, okay. I take. I do think you have a good point. Like in theory, the East losses wouldn't be as big, but I don't think they can lose them both. You can lose maybe one of those. Um, but when you start having two conference losses, that's when I get concerned. I mean, should we? Do you want to jump right to Iowa, kind of blend this conversation? Yeah. Um, looking at Iowa's schedule, I think it's pretty favorable. Starting off with Northern Illinois, Iowa State, okay, two non-conference games, uh, Northern mm-hmm. Iowa, then the Wisconsin game, which they are lucky to host. I assume it'll be at night. They go on the road to Minnesota. They go at Indiana. Those should be two wins. Maryland should be a win. Their tough game is at Penn State. The following week, they play at Purdue. Then they host Northwestern. Finish the season off. Two should be easy wins at Illinois and at Nebraska. So I think, yes, they're on the road at Penn State. But, I mean, they might drop that game. I think Wisconsin might drop a game against Penn, uh, Penn State. So we might have both these West teams lose to Penn State in Penn State. I if if I was going to win the Big 10 anytime in the next 3 years, it's going to be this year. Or it should be this year. They return Stanley, they return Noah Font, they're a great tight end. I agree. Uh, and, they and lose that, some some hitters on defense. For number 2, I'm having a hard time. So I feel like what you're alluding to, which you can come out and say if you want to, is that you think Iowa is going to win the West. I do. I do. I'm putting it on West. I think that's a real possibility. Now, I'm not like beholding myself to that. There could be injuries that we don't know sure. about, you know, off the field issues. But uh, well, that, that's the thing about predictions, very... though. You got to call it ahead of time. Well, I'm putting it here. So I, all things being equal, I, I to me, it's Wisconsin runs away with the West. I'm having. A, I'm actually having a hard time deciphering between Iowa and Northwestern for the two spot. One thing when I think you look overall at the Big Ten West, I would say Jonathan Taylor far and away is the number one playmaker. Agree, disagree? In the West? Correct. Yes, agree. Okay. Who's next? Like, there is no other team going down this list that, like, really stands out to me where you got a guy that can be a complete game changer. So in my when I'm looking at this and I'm like – all right, you know, how does this thing order out? I think 
you know, we look at the strength in numbers in terms of what do you have with return and what type of results have I seen from you in the past? Because you have no one player or leader who's going to break, you know, the uh, outcomes that we've most recently seen, which is kind of why I lean with uh, Northwestern. I, I, I would take Stanley and Fant over Thorson uh, and any uh, Northwestern combination. I think it's good that both, you know, all three teams at the top of however we want to go here with Wisconsin, Northwestern, Iowa, all return quarterbacks, which is uh, a good sign for those three units. Uh, I think once we get below there, it's really, uh, I, I don't know how you look. It's a crapshoot. I'm, I'm unsure, except I'm, <laughs> I will bet that Illinois finishes last in the West. Yes. Yes. I am unsure of what happens to the Minnesota, Nebraska, Purdue, uh, four, five, six order. Yeah. Well, before we get into that, to your point of the three quarterbacks returning, I can we agree? I think Stanley's the best. Can we agree on that? Quarterback? Stanley is better than Thorson out of Northwestern and Hornibrook out of Wisconsin? Uh, Yes. Only by Not a to say bit. Hornybrook is bad. I think Hornybrook's good. I'm just thinking. I think statistically Hornybrook could look better at the end of the year because his weapons are better than Stanley's. Yeah. He has Taylor and, and a solid receiving core and most importantly the best mm-hmm. offensive line really line. in the country. Is it a hot take to say we might see better quarterback play in the West than we do in the East? Yes. Okay. I won't say it then. <laughs> I'm asking for a friend. You can say it. <laughs> so... All right. Um, how do you want to handle the uh, the end here? I like I said, I'm I'm unsure of what to look at. I think we have. In well, that... let's let's talk Northwestern real quick. We kind of okay. brought them into the conversation, but they're okay. as you said, they're returning their quarterback Thorson uh, mm-hmm. Joe Gazzino. I think I'm saying his name right. Led the big. He's a defensive end. Led the Big Ten in sacks last year. Their major loss, Justin Jackson. In my opinion, the poor man Saquon Barkley. Um, <laughs> They have a somewhat favorable schedule, no Ohio State or Penn State. They host Wisconsin. They do have to play Michigan, Michigan State, and they do play Notre Dame. Kind of a unfriendly schedule, no more Justin Jackson, always the little bro. Yeah. Uh, four losses, five losses. Where are you at on them? Northwestern? Yeah. So I have them second in the You have them second in the West. Okay. Yeah, I'm taking them over Iowa. So I'm going to say minimally nine and three i i think that they're typically good for anywhere between you know eight and four at kind of in an off year and ten and two when they're at their best uh they like iowa always find a way to beat teams that they shouldn't so i don't know i i'm a big uh pat Fitzgerald guy though and and i like the momentum that they're building i i would take stanley over thorson but I still think in the end the Wildcats come out on top of the Hawkeyes in the West. Interesting. I'm actually thinking they're going to get three to four losses. I think they're going to lose to Iowa. I think they're going to lose to Wisconsin. And then I sure. think they're going to lose to probably Notre Dame and Michigan State. But I of those two, I would say they have the best chance to beat uh, Notre Dame just because, like, screw Notre Dame. That's fair. Let's talk about the second half of the But yeah, yeah, let's let's get on. I think we have three, you know, three young up and coming coaches. Mm-hmm. I like the mix mm-hmm. out of PJ Fleck at Minnesota. We got Scott Frost at Nebraska, and then we got Jeff Brom uh, with Purdue. Uh, I, I like all three of those guys. I 
to me, I've, I've seen the least most recently from PJ. I was disappointed with Minnesota last year, and I was disappointed with his reaction at the Big Ten media days like, oh, we haven't gotten started yet. Like, wait, what? You, you just had a whole year. When, when are you starting? Do you mm-hmm. need more than a year to start? I don't. That didn't make any sense to me. Yeah, I think looking at Minnesota specifically, they do have a – I agree, total disappointment first year, but they do have a somewhat favorable schedule. No Penn State, no Michigan State, uh, no Michigan. They're returning Rodney Smith. Uh, they're somewhat workhorse quarterback. Unfortunately, the guy he shared time with, Shannon Brooks, also running back, is injured, so – Probably mm-hmm. see most of Smith getting the ball, but yeah, I don't. I think with that group of three that you outlined in general, we're going to see a lot of growing pains. I mean, looking at Nebraska's schedule, I, I'm thinking five probable losses. Right, I think in the three, three we're more at, we're, potentials like that. Looking at a lot of six and six, seven and five mm-hmm. scenarios here. Mm-hmm. I think of that three, I'm most hopeful about Purdue. Am I crazy in that? No. I so I think they lost too much on defense. It, in my West rankings, I went uh, Wisconsin, Northwestern, Iowa, Minnesota, Nebraska, Purdue, Illinois. I'm most confident that Wisconsin will win the West and that Illinois will take last. Illinois, far and away, has yeah. the worst defense, East or West, in the Big Ten. Uh, good luck, Lovey, with that. I, Purdue lost too many starters on defense for me to be faithful for them. I could see Nebraska winning a couple uh, emotional games with the uh, positive energy that Scott Frost is bringing to to Lincoln. Uh, all three places, though, have really unknown and questionable mm-hmm. quarterback mm-hmm. play for me to like give a confident pick of either of those. <clears throat> so I, I thought that Minnesota was actually in the best. All, right, like Brom and was new last year. Uh, Fleck was new last year. Frost is new this year. Fleck had the best starting point, in my perspective, of any of yes. those two other yes. coaches. So he's had a year. I I see a way in which Minnesota finishes ahead of those two squads in the West. Do you think Brom is with the Boilermakers this time next year? What are you implying? I, th- I think if he wins... He gets hired somewhere else. Yeah, I agree. I could see that. Yeah. There's only one new coach in the Big Ten this year, and it's uh, Scott Frost, which is unusual given the culture of college football. But he's the only new one. Everybody else returns. Yeah, fair. Before we move on to the MAC, I'll just real quick. I totally agree with pretty much everything you said about Illinois. Uh, Like, if they get three wins, I might be surprised. I think the most damning thing, you know, 15 players have transferred this offseason alone. Yeah. when you think about a college football roster, that's a ton. Yeah. Uh, not a good sign for Lovey Smith. I don't think he's the head coach of Illinois come December 1st. I don't think he is either, but I <laughs> – that's a tough hand, man. What do you guys – Yeah, no, I mean, that's a – you walked into a meat grinder, my friend. Hey, fast fact, when's the last time Illinois won the Big Ten? Ooh, um, I'm going to say – this is a total shot in the dark. 93. 2008. No way. Yeah. I, oh, we were at, is that Ron we were, Evan and Who's I that? were on a family vacation as we uh, explained in our previous pod. Uh, 
northern Michigan. We're at its fine tavern called Arts Tavern. And uh, I happen to look up at the ceiling, which is covered with college pennants. And the Illinois pennant in Arts Tavern is the 2008 Rose Bowl pennant. Right. That up. They got waxed. Yeah. Right? Yep. In that game. Yep. Right, right, right. Who'd they play? Did they play USC? I think they played USC and just got destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> 2008. Ten, within 10 years, they've won the Big Ten. So you never know. All right. You, so final predictions for the West for me. I see Wisconsin playing Michigan in Indy. I see Iowa playing Ohio State in Indy. And we'll discuss the East further in a future <laughs> Uh, All right, let's talk yeah. Mac West, our cousin. Mac West. You want to lead us off? Sure, sir. So uh, I think overall I had a – there were three tiers to me for the West. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Northern Illinois and Toledo at the top. Uh, mm-hmm. That I had to wrestle with for a little bit. Then I saw the Michigan Directionals going 3-4-5, Western, Central, Eastern. And mm-hmm. then uh, Ball State, who finished 2-10 and and 17, taking the sixth spot. So to start in with the West, I had Northern Illinois Huskies uh, taking the conference. What convinced me is just looking at the returners and production for them on the offensive and defensive lines. I think those are the two best, definitely in the West, possibly in the entire MAC uh in the conference so they are definitely going to be dictating tempo by controlling the line of scrimmage i think you can make arguments for toledo but that was my turning point yeah i think uh this is gonna be pretty tough to call i think uh illinois northern illinois that is and toledo very equal teams i i i'm gonna go with um your like concur uh northern illinois over toledo will We'll see them play. I mean, I got it written down right here. November 7th, mm-hmm. but I assume will be a Thursday. Yeah, be a Thursday. Uh, Northern Illinois hosting. I think that'll give it the slight edge. So I do think Toledo probably has one of the best receiving cores in the country. Mm-hmm. Anywhere. Oh, in the country. Yeah. Oh, but I, I'm Say more about that. I'm very concerned about them replacing... Uh, Logan Woodside and mm-hmm. you know I don't which is why I gave the the edge to Northern Illinois because you have weapons there I'm uncertain of who's going to deal for the Rockets in a way that is going to allow them to win uh, the Mac West part of me gets that part of me says I don't, I don't know how good is quarterback play in the Mac as a whole do you do you live and die by the quarterback in the Mac like you might in the Big Ten, like you might in the Big 12. You know what I mean? So I think I'm a little more forgiving on the, the quarterback front. Okay, so who do you, who wins the MAC West for you? No, no, I, I still agree, Northern Illinois. I just don't, <laughs> I just, I just don't know if my linchpin for that might be... No, mine, uh, mine was the, the in the positive think, direction for the Huskies' uh, offensive and defensive line units. Yeah, uh, I was going to say... Uh, North, or North, I keep saying Northwestern. Northern Illinois is returning more defensive starters. I think uh, mm-hmm. that, to me, I'd be I'd take that over the quarterback uh, picture. Now, how did you sort the Michigan Directionals? If we're saying those are the next, do you also agree that Ball State is sixth in the West? Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, you know, I wanted to put Ball State second considering the hot take pod that we had yeah. where I said no Michigan directional is going bowling. <laughs> um, but I just couldn't. I mean, they. so for, I know you asked about the Michigan directionals, but Ball State, obvious bottom. Um, I would say... There's two and ten. You went. You went Western, Central, Eastern, right? That's that's how I ranked it. Correct. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think I would buy that for a buck. Okay. Um, we got new QBs in Central and Eastern. Correct. Never a great start. Although, again, I I don't think that's as big a thing. I think. Definitely Eastern being in the bottom. So Eastern there's, to me is a wild card. Yeah. You know, they, they were 5-7. Really? and seven Say more about tw- that. Well, they were 5-7 and seven in 2017. All seven losses were by 12 points or less. I mean, those games could have gone any other direction. You're coming into 2018. I mean, how does your momentum change when you're coming in 5-7 and seven versus I come in 7-5 and five, or I come in... Uh, eight and four. I twelve points. I mean, that could have slanted any direction in the fourth quarter. So, you know, if they are motivated by that and can show some growth on defense, where we're holding teams in the fourth quarter, I could easily see them being the, the third best team. I do question. I'm not totally on your analogy, but the or I don't know if it's an analogy, but the that the quarterback doesn't matter as much. I think it I think it does in the in the Mac. Uh it we don't see as high high powered quarterbacks as we do at some of the power five conferences. But uh John uh West uh Wasnick coming back for uh Western is huge for them. And you know I I don't think that you know like in the Big West there are any stars for the Broncos at running back receiver or offensive line. I think that the, all of those units are consistent and solid, and they have returners in each group, unlike Central and Eastern, which is why I ranked uh, Western ahead. I put Central ahead just because uh, traditionally Eastern has given us such inconsistency. Yeah, we'll have to see how that uh, consistency affects or plays into the season. You know, they in 2016 Eastern – I believe qualified for their second or third bowl lean towards second in program history. And then last year, you know, it was off the rails and was a terrible season. I think what might not be great for central, uh, they have a fairly difficult schedule, three power five opponents um, road and then road on the road um, against Northern Illinois and Toledo two of the best from the, uh, from the conference. So, you know, obviously those power fives don't affect your conference schedule. Right. But, uh, you know, we're talking body blow games. You keep losing. Guys get injured playing these, uh, you know, power five schools. Sure. Or just like, oh, we just got crushed by, you know, whoever, and your morale goes down. Um, how will that affect Central? But, no, I have to – I'm just – of the three teams, I have a hard time betting on Eastern. I agree too. I mean, and I would despite love to what be... optimism might be there, but just like his, you know, a team historically just with such struggles, it's hard to be like this is the year. Yeah, yeah. I agree, and I, I would love to be pleasantly surprised by a by an Eastern shakeup this year. So, going to uh, Detroit. Another fun fact about the MAC is they have not had a repeat champion since 2011. That is so, a fun fact. 
Keep in mind that Toledo won this conference in 2017. With that in mind, I am going to take Northern Illinois playing Ohio in Detroit for the Mac ship. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that. I thought for a second I might just disagree and put Toledo in there to be confrontational. (laughs) But I think if you're a betting man, yeah, bet on the Huskies. Why? Why are you rolling Huskies? O-line, D-line too? O-line, D-line. I mean, that line play, I think, is crucial in any conference. You know, we can argue the importance of quarterback in certain conferences. I think you can argue the importance of running back in other conferences. An example, I don't think running back is as important in the Big 12 as it is in, say, the SEC or the Big 10. Mm-hmm. But name me a conference that you can't have. Like, if you have a bad O-line, you can mask it elsewhere. It doesn't exist. True. Same with the defensive line. True. Well, we'll see. We will see. Thank you so much, folks, for tuning in. Let us know how the discussion goes at the water cool tomorrow morning. Stay tuned for our Big Ten East, Mac East pod coming soon. Woo! Remember, you can find us on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, wherever else you get your fine podcasts. Please hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Be sure when you're at the water cooler discussing all of these college football points that uh, you listen to with Evan and I on your commute to work that you tell those friends at those water coolers to also give us a listen. Maybe give us a follow on Facebook or on Twitter. Thank you so much, folks. Whatever you go on and do in the coming week, don't pick them like my brother. And don't pick them like my brother. Have you watched Last Chance You? Not yet. People keep telling me to. Did you watch the first two seasons? No, never watched it. Wow. Interesting.